0: E. Welcome to the Principal PLN podcast, hosted by Dr.
1: Spike Cook, Jessica Johnson, and Teresa Stagger. Principal PLN is a weekly roundtable discussion about current topics in educational leadership. Be sure to follow our hosts on Twitter at Dr. Spike Cook, at Principal J, and at Principal Stagger. There are many great ways to contact the PLN. Follow the hashtag #PrincipalPLN or at #PrincipalPLN on Twitter. You can also search and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. All links can be found online at principalpln.com.
2: Welcome everybody to the Principal PLN podcast with uh, Teresa Stagger, Jess Johnson. Unfortunately, she can't be with us today. My name is Spike Cook and this is episode 110. So we really appreciate you uh, listening to us. Make sure that you Follow us on uh, Twitter at principalpln or follow the hashtag principalpln, and uh, we really appreciate you stopping by today. We're going to be talking about summer preparation and policies and updating things over the summer, which is something that if you are like Teresa and I about a month away or maybe a little bit less uh, it's really coming down to crunch time. So we just want to kind of share some different ideas that are going on out there and, um, you know, what the game plan is for the next few weeks. So first of all, how are you doing, Teresa?
1: I'm doing great. We, uh, I, I got to take a little vacation, which was awesome. My husband and I went up, um, with my sister-in-law and brother-in-law up to Traverse City in Michigan, which is where we are. Um, It's wine country, so that's never you know a bad vacation. (laughs) A lot of really good food, Mm -hmm. Um, and so we had four nice uninterrupted days, and uh, and it was great. But it is August, and so now we are back (laughs) back to work. We we have a twelve month contract, but we have some vacation time, and we usually try to take as much of it as we can in July. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're it's it it's it's crunch time now. What about you?
2: So, I heard this quote, and it is so true um, that August is like one long Sunday night.
1: <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one.
2: <laughs> because, like Constant for, planning for educators, like, Sunday night has never been a very enjoyable night. It just whether or not like you have everything planned out or whatever, like invariably you're just going to be thinking about, Oh, I got this to do. I got that to do. And I'm sure, I'm not saying that this doesn't happen in other um, industries, but like where, you know, when you're dealing with, you know, you're dealing with kids and teachers and stuff like, you know, and lesson planning and assessments and all that, like you really have, like, so Sunday night becomes that night where you're like, all right, so what's going on
1: here? Right, what do I have to do? What do I prep myself for? And I think it, you're right. It does happen in other, in other places and other jobs. But I mm-hmm. think the difference with us is that we have, we have this crunch time where we have our, our people, right? Everybody's in from September to June, give or take, you know, a month on either side. But we have this three-month space, 10 weeks, nine weeks, where we get to wrap up what just happened and prep for what's coming. Right. And so I think that's a little bit different. And that's why August seems to be so, so tough because it, and and I don't know about you, I'm really excited to start hitting the 2019, 2020 school year because we've been planning it since like January. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's Mm -hmm. nice to get, you know, to finally be on the same calendar year at least.
2: Yeah. I I mean, yeah, that is definitely the beauty of just being able to say, okay, so it's a new year, you know, new initiatives and and things like that. And you're right. Like in, in a lot of other industries, it's not, you know, it's not as like clearly defined. I mean, I'm sure there are, you know, different parts of the year that have different, you know, significance, but um, yeah, like basically we're just like starting over. So um, as far as me, like I, I haven't done any vacation uh, this summer, but I just like little things here and there. And uh, our district does like, a 4-day work week so um so i get off you know every friday and you're talking about like using vacation time like sometimes it is difficult i've said this before it's difficult to use the time when you have fridays off you know um but uh you know very grateful for that so yeah so we're at the point now um where we have to you know sort of tie up the loose ends and make sure that everything is you know is is starting to get organized and um and as somebody who admittedly has anxiety issues like this <laughs> by agita like i was telling you before we started the show just starts to rise because it's like okay we only have this amount of time and i'm like why am i doing this it's the summer <laughs>
1: yeah it's, this is this is tough and you know like i mentioned to you right before the show started too um we so in our district in in Michigan, and I've talked about this before. In Michigan, there's a law that says you can't start school until after Labor Day because of the tourism. I believe Minnesota has the same law. So, um, so a, a few years ago, we were allowed to apply for a waiver because it with the way that the the year goes, and then snow days when we have you know extra snow days that we have to make up at the end. We're going to school until the twenty first, twenty second, twenty third, which I understand is pretty close to when you normally get out. Yeah, um, and it's it's awful when it's that late here. So, um, which I know it is to where you are, but, um, so the, the state allowed a waiver and what they've been doing is you can apply for the waiver and then they're slowly moving everybody backwards. So you can go, we just can't all go at once, but if you get the waiver, you still have to have a four day vacation for labor day.
2: Okay. Because it still helps the tourism.
1: So we received the waiver a year and a half ago, and we did a lot of surveying of our community, and the community was not ready to move it that first year. It just wasn't wasn't the plan. So we planned it out for this coming year, um, but we had a lot of bond construction that's happening Mm -hmm. that we had already planned out and set up. And so we had what our normal summer vacation would have been. And now it's behind because the way the calendar falls this year, it ends up being about 10 days lost. um, Which is a lot of time when you're talking about prepping, Mm
0: -hmm. when you're
1: talking about um, construction, we have construction happening inside and outside. One of our huge parking lots is being redone. And we've had so much rain in Michigan's record rainfall in June and July that it's, uh, it'll get done, I'm sure, but yeah. it will get done at, you know, 1159,
0: you know, it's yeah,
1: yeah. at midnight, right? It's the it's going to be really close, but that has really added to the anxiety this year because we, we've we gotten so good at planning out and being able to take some time off, right? Mm-hmm. And relax a little bit and take things at a leisurely pace, but we're 10 days shorter. That's a lot of time when you're yeah. trying to prep for a big school year, you know, for anybody, So it, the anxiety is pretty high over here too, for sure.
2: Yeah. And I think like with, and I was explaining this last time with, with Jess, like we're like our building is used pretty much for 12 months. Like we have about 600 kids in the building. Uh, They're all like these different types of programs. So it's difficult for, you know, for our maintenance staff to get everything together. Um, you know, there's always like sort of spill off that comes from like the different programs and stuff that happens. And then, um, we're doing a a summer school, which is, um, you know, you just can't like wave the magic wand and it just runs smoothly and there's no problems because, um, there is. And then, you know, we're, we're grateful that we have teachers doing it this year because my vice principal and I did it last year. Um, it was like, it was a lot shorter, but, um, yeah, it's you know, there's there's problem solving, there's issues, there's you know, parents and students and teachers, there's all these different things going on. So uh, the one vice principal they have is twelve months, like we just keep looking at each other, like, all right, when are we going to be able to like just like go like uninterrupted and just get some of these things done?
1: Uh-huh.
2: You know, and it's difficult too because then you have I don't know about in your administrative team, but we do have some people who are twelve months and then some people who are ten months, and it's like you don't want to have to like not include them but you feel bad it's like okay can you come in for you know a few hours here and there just to like sit around and talk about discipline policy or cell phone use
1: (laughs) yeah yeah. no we're all 12 months which i think is helpful Uh, in that the struggle that we have is you know everybody tries to take and you know the principal in our building is is very um you know really pushes this that we all need some time off because if you don't Mm -hmm. take it now you're not getting it, right? I'm not yeah. taking vacation time in the middle of the school year, that doesn't happen. Right. So you need to get it now, you need to be able to relax yourself, because once, you know, football games start before school does. So you've wow. got, you know, it's time. Um, but because of the shorter summer, we had a lot of um, over, we didn't have a lot of overlap on where our vacations fell. So there were like, we had certain days that we were all together, but we had very few of those. So they've kind of been sprinkled
2: throughout. Oh, okay. Do you guys, so, so you coordinate your, your vacation time?
1: We try to, so that at least, at least we've got a couple days or a week or so at some point that we're all together, that we can get some work done, okay. you know, like through July. But we also try to coordinate that there's always somebody in the building.
2: Right. So right. that
1: if, you know, if a new family comes in or there's a tour, like I give an alumni tour on Friday, um, you know, making sure that there's always an administrator in the building, but it makes it hard when you're talking about planning and, mm-hmm. and there are, you know, I do, I have different roles and responsibilities than our other two assistant principals do. So, you know, as long as I can get what I need done mm-hmm. with the principal when we're together, you know, and they can do their stuff. It's not a huge deal because yeah. we try to do a lot of the policy, uh, one of our um, assistant principals is the football coach. Mm-hmm. So, we try to get a lot of what we need to get done policy wise before the school year ends. Oh wow. Um, yeah. So that the, um, because, because two, we need to have it approved by the board of education and we like to have what, what we like to do for our policy stuff. Like um, so in the last couple of years, we've redone part of the dress code, which I don't want to talk about the dress code. I was and, just
2: going to say, let's talk about the dress
1: code. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> and um, notice I said part of the dress code because it's right. it's it's so hard, and um, the dress code and um, our academic integrity policy. Mm-hmm. We like to have kids on those committees or have feedback from students at the high school level. So it's harder to do in the summer. So we try to get it. We try to get them done before the end of May with students, so that we can get it approved by the board and into next year's handbook because mm-hmm. we have to have the handbooks we still do them printed we print agendas for the freshman class coming in so uh, we have to have those done by like june it ends up being the wednesday after school gets out so we try to do a lot of those big policy things before we leave and that way too we don't have to worry about leaving our you know our third ap out because he's at camp yeah all summer. So,
2: Yeah. So we have, I mean, we have a similar, you know, obviously you have to have all the, you know, the policies approved by the board and usually there's like minimal, you know, changes, but we did start a uh, discipline task force in the uh, spring just so that what, because we did have, um, you know, teachers, obviously that were still, still around. So they gave like all the different ideas and, you know, but, all the work has to come for us. And in fact, a lot of like the teachers are on there, are like, listen, we can give you your input and stuff, but ultimately it's up to you guys right. and, you know, hear our suggestions. So, uh, which is great. Cause we wanted to, to get some feedback and just like ours hadn't been updated since, uh, before I got there. So,
1: oh, so it's time.
2: Yeah, it was, it was, yeah. it's been a, it's been a few years. Um, and just to like kind of streamline some things and look at, at different, um, you know, like what one of the things that we did was like we looked at, okay, so here are like the different codes and how frequently were they being used and right. you know, to, to what extent were they? Um, why is this misconduct different than that misconduct when you look at the, um, you know, the consequences? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things that we just build in with a, just a progression because I'm a big fan of progressive discipline. So yeah. Um, but I do think that a lot of times that starts out with a conversation, you know, on those on those little things, the higher frequency things, you know, some sort of administrative conference, parent conference, things like right. that, where you get into the, you know, and we use a pretty traditional uh, approach, uh, although we 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 do have some sort of like you know restorative practices, but most of our discipline is you know. Um, Detention, you know, alternative classroom, sure. school, and stuff. So you kind of go through those progressions pretty quick, too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we've been we've been doing that, and actually, it's funny that you mentioned the, the dress code because I I put something on um, Facebook yesterday because I had read an article about I guess Seattle is looking at, at a dress code a little bit differently, and they used to leave it up to the schools, and now they, as a district, they've made some different policies, um, which I haven't read the actual policy, but you know some of the things that they were talking about were more along the lines of like how you go about things, right? Yeah, right. which I think we all could benefit from. But right. I don't know. Like it, it's funny because the discussion quickly went into, and I've heard this a lot from kids. It's like I feel like all like girls think like, oh, this is all it's all about us. There's what right. about the boys? <laughs>
1: yep, and that was when when I said that we changed you know parts of our dress code. That was over the last two years, we've made some bigger changes. Like there, a lot of our, um, so a lot of our, you know, we, we had the dress because you, you know, you realize it's not in what you say, it's in what you don't say. Right. It's if I've learned Mm. anything from high schoolers, it's that they have the ability to find every loophole that exists, right? which is wonderful. And they're not doing it to be difficult. They just, you know, it, that's not what was written. So here, you know, I'm good. So, um, you know, a lot of the things we took out were like spaghetti strap tank tops, um, low cut blouses. Like those were things that had been in there for a long time because it was like, um, what was the other one? I can't remember. But it was things that specifically seemed to target the females. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the other thing that we did was we took out he, she and everything.
2: Oh really? Yeah, and we okay, right anyway for
1: yeah years, um, because we you know we're we're very we have a a, a transgender population at the high school. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone's you know everyone does. This is not yeah we're not alone. Um, and we've had a lot of conversations with them and with our our staff as a whole about pronoun use and what that looks like, and so um, making sure that our policies reflect all of the students. And that was an easy that was an easy fix. That's you know that's a copy paste that, or that's you know find and replace that you can do. That's a quick yeah. one. So we went through the whole the whole handbook and replaced anything that was he she and made it they theirs them.
2: Interesting. I'm glad that you share that because you know what we haven't done that yet.
1: Yeah. yeah, it was an it was an easy easy. I think it to, it literally took me five minutes to do, and yeah. we've got ninety pages in our student handbook. You know, it was mm-hmm. a quick. Um, you know, if you don't, if you don't know how to do find and replace for those people who are listening, it's literally, I mean, just, it's, it's
2: yeah.
1: control F or command F um, in a document. And then there's a tab that says that one pulls up the find in your document. And then there's a tab that says find and replace. And so what you can do is you can hit find. And so I did all of the he slash she first, and then I replaced it with um they or them or whatever grammatically made more sense and it'll take mm-hmm. you through each one in each spot and you can choose to replace it or you can go back later and you know change it if you need to but it makes it very very fast and then you just do a quick skim you can just do a fine for he find for she and right. you know you'll you'll see if it shows up anywhere but um that is a really inclusive
2: yeah, um, yeah inclusive
1: thing that doesn't take a lot of time and, and really makes a difference
2: right I think well, it's true. interesting because, uh, and I'll put this in the show notes. Be, um, so, the article is called No Body Shaming Allowed in Seattle Public Schools New Dress Code, And the concept that I thought was interesting about all this was that um, they want staff and students to manage their personal distractions, right? So, right. what you're talking about, like spaghetti straps and low-cup louses and things like that, um, the what what they've done is, and like I said, I haven't looked at the actual policy, but it's just mm-hmm. this article about it, um, is that they're trying to tell people, you know, hey, that's not what, like, you, you as the person can't say that that's distracting. Like, you have to kind of check your own distractions. Right. You know, yeah. because we are, like, I think we make those things and kind of objectify women and, and kids and stuff like that. And it's interesting because it's not like they're saying they're not having a dress code. Like they're still saying that, you know, um, they're not going to have kids wearing clothes that show alcohol, drugs, pornography, weapons, hate speech. Um, So I put that out there just to kind of get some feedback from my staff. And it was interesting the discussion that happened because equity and diversity certainly came up, how we treat um, young ladies, um, how, um, you know, how, like I was saying before, how we approached it, like getting rulers out and saying, you know, seven inches yeah. you know, for shorts and stuff. And then other people would chime in like, you know, my daughter is a tall, right. like she's going to get violated all the time. And then this other teacher was like, well, I have, I was very short and had you know like short legs so i could probably i could get away with more stuff right. like so it was so interesting like all the different nuances but one of the themes that kind of came through in all this was uniforms <laughs>
1: uh, yeah it's true
2: but um you know um one of the um Also, like going along this article, which like I said, I thought was pretty informative and just a a great conversation starter, what they're doing in Seattle. But it says it calls for staff to avoid dress coding students in front of their peers, which has become Mm -hmm. common practice for years, leading to embarrassment.
1: Yep. Yeah. That's, it's been a lot of the conversation we have too, is just how, how is the appropriate way to do it? And we've, luckily we have some really great, um, our counselor, and I mean, in the dress code violation, <coughs> you know, students who are like that we need to talk to. It's mm-hmm. A hand I can count on two hands the amount of kids we talk to all year.
2: Oh, you know, okay. It's not a
1: huge, huge deal, um, but you know, there are some students that we feel like, okay, not this isn't. Yeah, this is a dress code violation, but a bigger problem is that you're you're being you're probably not understanding the way that you're looking right now. Right. Mm -hmm. And I know that's a hard way to say it, but like you, you might want to put on some more clothes. Yeah. Right. Something like, like to that and not, it's hard to say because I know, you know, everybody's got their, their own, but you know, but our counselors do a really good job of helping all of the students, not just the girls, you know, understand you have to respect yourself. Yeah. You need to respect yourself. And this, This does not show a lot of respect for yourself, the way that you're dressing right now. You know, and like I said, it, I mean, gosh, very, very few, very few, Um, but it's,
2: you know. Yeah, I mean, I I think it, it is a touchy subject because then the other, you know, the other side of it is, you know, school should be a place where you know, uh, kids are, and, and I hate to use this term, like preparing them for the future right. or something right. like that. Cause really we just have them where they are and they could be in an industry that doesn't have a dress code or whatever. But I guess the, the, the idea is that there are dress codes that are out there for, right. um, you know, different places of work and different places of, um, you know, that that you go into, you know, like, you can't go into a restaurant without shoes or
0: shirt.
1: Thankfully.
2: So I mean, there, there are some of those things. Um, and, and also, but like you said too, like you, you're, you know, honoring the differences. And I, I think, so, I think some of the, you know, the ways that um, like, especially if you're doing, dealing with like LGBTQ and like, you know, putting like boys and girls and that girls have to wear this and boys have right. to wear this. Like, I I'm really pleased to see that, that we were getting beyond some of that stuff to yeah. just, just look at the kids as kids. And, you know um, but I, I do think that they should come with some sort of, you know um, like professionalism being like a lack of a better term, but like, you know, coming to school and like, okay, this is, this is, where i am right now and then i can i can dress however i want you know outside
1: yeah we've got some um you know we have we we started taking some of the dress codes from the the schools that were um close to us um, geographically Mm -hmm. and a lot of them were similar to what we were what we had in ours um but you know state law says that you can't wear anything with you know like you mentioned earlier with alcohol or um drugs on it things like that but a lot of what we saw which was really good is that yeah you there are there are situations that you're going to go into that you need to have a dress code and so our students you know we have our culinary department has to Mm -hmm. wear shoes with rubber soles so they don't slip on the floor right you know welding has to have boots with with um you know the thick um i don't know what exactly the word is but so so that you know their feet don't get burned or melted or whatever Mm -hmm. um our kids who go out for cadet teaching have to be wearing professional clothes because they're going to elementary schools. Right. Right. So there, there's a, we have a clause in there that says, you know, there, there are certain departments within the school that you have to have like this, they have their own dress code and you have to follow that or you're not in that department anymore because we can't have you representing. We can't have you going to the elementary school in, you know, for, as an example with, Shorts on where the pockets are hanging out, right? right? Like the pockets hanging out from the bottom, like that's not appropriate, right? For elementary school kids, you know, so those kind of things. But it's oh, it, and it's we have a, a lot of a conversations, touchy, and it's, it's
2: a touchy situation. Yeah, so, a lot of feelings. so, what about um, staff dress code? Do you guys have something we, defined for staff?
1: We have an administrative dress code, um. We have suggested dress code for staff,
2: mm-hmm. um,
1: but I don't, I mean, you know, if there's some, it's, it's really up to administrative discretion. If there's something right. that I feel like isn't appropriate or isn't professional enough, we'll have that conversation. But.
2: Um, Cause this comes up a lot. Like when you start talking about like kid dress code and stuff yeah. like that. And uh, it was a discussion. I know we had, um we had a set of interviews uh, last week and the discussion came up just like in between interviews and stuff where we had some extra time. And, uh, it was just about like the whole professional dress, you know, like it starts out with, you know, what the candidates are wearing, you know, for their interviews and then turns into, well, at our school and at this and at that. And it's, it's interesting because I have some different philosophies on that too. Like when I was at, at the elementary level, I love, like we did all the time, like, you know, work out Wednesday and right. stress down Friday. And I would always encourage the staff, like, especially, you know, with elementary kids, like I want you to be like playing kickball with them during recess. And I want you to like, right. you know, you know, get down on the floor, like when you're reading and stuff like that. And and how do you do that wearing like a suit and tie? Well, it's really difficult to do that. So um, whereas there's other people who feel like, well, no, we should always be the role models and the examples and we should be wearing suits and ties and, you know, professional dress. And um, so then coming to the middle school, it's like, I don't know what, you know, do you want to be, Uh, you know, relatable with the kids, not to say that you have to dress like them, but um, so we still, we do have like dress down days on Friday, but um, you know, it just kind of came out like, well, what about like where, you know, this staff member always wears jeans and this does, this person does that, you know, and and you're right. As administrators, we're the ones that are supposed to be, you know, policing that, so to speak.
1: Yeah. We don't, um, we don't, we wear jeans on Fridays. Administrators. We don't wear jeans on Fridays. I haven't worn a pair of shoes. Oh, you don't? No. Um, no. It our, our superintendent has a very strong philosophy that if we, you know, there's, there's so much struggle in the media with education. And, you know, we're, we're constantly having these, um, you know, these debates about teachers only working, you know, nine months a year and how they've mm-hmm. got these easy jobs and mm-hmm. they're paid too much and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, his philosophy is if, if you want to, you know, you're a professional and if you want to be treated like a professional, you need to dress like a professional. And so the men are in suit and ties every day, no ties on Friday. Yep. Suit and ties. And I haven't worn and tie or just tie. tie. They
2: were wearing a suit and tie every Every, day. Every
1: day suit and tie jackets um, jackets on like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, it, and that's, that's the expectation. And I'll tell you what, it, I mean, it looks really nice, right? Like, <laughs> it, you know, it does, I mean, yeah. they look great, you know, they look great. And, and as much as I would love to have a pair of jeans on on a Friday, I do remember some days, like when I was at St. Mary's, yeah. someone would come in on a Friday with a question and I was wearing, you know, my jeans and a tank top or not a tank. Oh my gosh, not a tank top, a polo, <laughs> like yeah. a school polo. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, why not? Right. Um, you know, jeans and a polo and I, re- I would remember walking through the, through the hallway and, and thinking, like, how would they know that I was the principal? Because I don't look right, like any they different don't. than anybody else. so And being young at the time, mm-hmm. you know, that made it even that much harder. So I feel like it does always create this, um, this professionalism in the administrative position that there's, you know, you know who the administrator is when you walk in
2: the door. Okay, However, so... So now, yeah. So take it a step further, where you look at like say, you know, edu Twitter and the, you know, uh, I'm just trying to think of like principal for the day, like some of those like hashtags and things Mm -hmm. like that that kind of like that that kind of come in and uh, you know, and you know, it's all about branding your school and wearing your school T-shirt and you know, you know, and we
1: wear our school on Fridays. We're allowed to wear school. (coughs) Like mm-hmm. i wear my my gray pants or my khakis and mm-hmm. uh you know high school polo or right. school spirited so it's always the same we're always wearing the same colors it is school spirited just mm-hmm. not in jeans
2: not in jeans yeah right because
1: i know there's a there's a they're very different and i'm telling you those you know we've we've had this conversation too that like a lot of those principles in action. And a lot of the, I think so that's what great. it was principles. And, action, yep, yeah. and they work really, really well at an elementary school level. I'm not going outside and riding a tricycle at the high school.
2: Like I was just thinking, you know that, I mean, like, like, I a tricycle, right. right.
1: And, you- and, you know, I did it too. I was outside with the kids at St. Mary. Like we, those things work really, really well at the elementary school level. It does not like there's, I, in all honesty, at the high school level, unless there is an emergency, And even then, my dress pants are probably more comfortable than my jeans. Mm -hmm. I don't have any reason to be wearing jeans. I'm not outside. I'm not at recess. We don't have
2: recess. Right.
1: You know, if I'm outside, it's because I'm visiting a class that's outside reading or, you know, doing something. I I have no reason to be wearing them. But I think a lot of, and not just jeans, but a lot of these, you know, the hashtags and the challenges and all those in general, Mm -hmm. they don't, it doesn't, we've had this conversation a lot. It doesn't work at the secondary level.
2: I I feel like it hit me like a ton of bricks because I I do appreciate what they're doing and, and and kind of thinking about things differently and, and you're right. I I think it does work really well at the elementary level. When I came over to the, to the middle school and people could say it's, it's different, but like, yeah, you're like, this is a huge operation that we have at least like at our, I know your school's big, like I have 1100 kids. There's like, you know, a hundred teachers, there's administrators yeah. and people come in and out. Um, so I, like up until now, I have been wearing jeans on Friday, but what like usually with like a lakeside, you know, like, like um, some sort of like school, you know, gear, or whatever. Sure. And um, it's funny though, because I, I you know, I have three VPs, you know, one is like, I will never wear jeans. I just, I just don't, I don't believe in it. Like at at all during the year, whereas the other two, like it would, like they would, but not all the time, but, um, I've definitely felt way more uncomfortable dressed down at that school for some reason. And I don't know why that is, um, because I used to like, used to have the philosophy of like, I don't understand why I wouldn't just wear jeans all the time. Right. All the time. Right. But it is, it is. a different uh, place. (laughs) Increasingly more difficult to, um, to do that when you're, when you're dealing with older kids. Yeah. Um, But I mean, there, there have been times where, you know, like could dress down or whatever. And then people are like, Oh, you seem more relaxed today or whatever. Right. So I'm sure. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sure. wearing my
1: relaxed polo today. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Although there are some times where Fridays are not that relaxing. Today,
1: <laughs> no, most of them are not.
2: <laughs> so one of the things that we talked about, this is the real, this is a great discussion. And so kind of going along the same vein about like how like we've changed and how Things are different. Um, last time Jess and I were talking, we were talking about cell phones. So I feel like I've come such a far distance on that. Like, literally, I am, Teresa, I'm like 180 degrees, like where I was probably three or four years ago on this whole topic.
1: I think I am too, but I have a feeling we're going <laughs> opposite ways.
2: <laughs> really? You mean like let them have it, let them do whatever they need, walk away?
1: Over- you know what? They, that's how it is right now. Um, and, and, and I was always a huge proponent of that because I felt like if they, you know what, like, here's the thing, especially at the high school level, like when they go to college, they're going to be able to have their phones. When they go to right. their trade school, they're going to be able to have their phones. Right. They have to learn how to be in a place where they have to focus on something else and have their devices, whatever they're, they're going to have to learn how to do that. We don't put ours away when we walk in the door. Right? right, my phone doesn't go in my pocket and never come back out. So I always kind of had that like they're going to have to learn. But um, it's so the social media is so out of control.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm over it. Like I'm over it, and I feel <laughs> like if they if we just locked him down or locked him up or I don't even know. But if if there was a way that they could not get on social media during the day, and you know I love my social media, you yeah. know that like yeah. I'm I am over it
2: well I think that's getting to like the bigger issue of like well we can do it we can do it like we're also professionals like we're you know we are um you know at a at a state in our life where we can do the balance right when you're talking about 12 13 14 15 16 year old kids they're still kids you know um so I've been really into this, like, you know, away for the day and the the different, um, you know, research that's come out of this, this movie or this documentary, Screen Yeah.
1: In we're the- showing it to our, our district.
2: <clears throat> oh, you are in
1: the fall. Yeah. To our
2: parents too. I want to set something like that up. Cause um, I think, I think it would be really, um, really beneficial. Um, but yeah, like I just, and and I will say that, you know, majority of the kids, you know, comply. Um, but yeah, we've, we've gone really, really strict with our, um, cell phone policy, but it's interesting in contrast. So our high school has gone in a different way. Like they, they allow, um, they allow it.
1: Yeah. We, so, so I think at the, at our middle school, it's very similar you know to what you're talking about where they don't they, they don't have it out in class unless the teacher like they have a BYOD, so if the teachers want them to use it for whatever reason they can um, but there's like a I think there's like a sign on the door that says you know it's like a red sign if there's no cell phones today, green sign if you can take them in with you something something similar to that um, and my daughter will be there this year, so I'll get a little bit more of a an idea mm-hmm. um, but at the high school level we we really just never. Some, it was a teacher-by-teacher teacher basis. So if the right. teachers wanted to have that battle, like go ahead. How, you know, however you want to deal with it, you deal with it. We had a lot of teachers who started putting up those like, calculator caddies mm-hmm. at, by the door, and so the kids put them in there um, when they walk in, and that's attendance, and that way they don't have to worry about it. But we've recently, last year we started a BYOD initiative um, where the students, we, we suggest that we have a, a relationship with a Chromebook company around here and so we have every freshman who comes in needs to have some sort of a device and we'll provide it to them if they can't afford it. You know, there's we've got ways around that. But um they've got their Chromebook for when they need some sort of collaboration activity or something they're doing online. So they don't need their phones anymore.
2: That's right. Exactly so now we're point. going
1: into this like this back and forth where like do do we say no cell phones because there's no reason for you to have it out. If you need to use the internet or you need to find something or use a Google drive or, you know, cause the kids would say, you know, they're, they're taking notes with their thumbs on their phones yeah, and they're right. it's true. They're doing it. Well,
2: some, some. Well, some
1: of them, right. But, but you know yeah we, we did the
2: anymore. same thing like there was a lot of like like uh if you want to play Kahoot you know get your phones out right. and that kind of stuff but we've gotten to the point as well where we're one to one they don't carry the device around with them but every every classroom they show up in there's there's a there's right. enough for everybody so you know you see like you said you see less and less reason for them to have like their personal devices out other than incessantly texting um, each other uh, planning meetups, you know um, you know, taking pictures of other kids and put, putting that on Snapchat and stuff like that. And the parents, because the parents are a big part of this as well. Um, There's a lot of parents out there that, that are, you know, a bit old school and say like, yeah, they don't need to be in touch with me during the, during the day. And then there are a lot of parents um, who are completely opposite and they want you know they want twenty four seven access to their kids. You know while they're in school because of you know safety of this of that. You know er- everything from you know I want to make sure that he takes the bus home today or remind him that there's a is a dental appointment after school to hey how's it going what's going on you know, you know what I mean um, right like, I don't know about you guys but like all of a sudden like out of nowhere like a parent will show up and be like. I can't believe what's going on in, you know, your math class. And it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> well, I just got a text from my daughter and it's like, well, you, you know that they're not really supposed to be using cell phones, you know? So, um,
1: yeah, it, yeah. Uh,
2: it, it's, it's quite an, uh, an issue. And even in the, we had a parent meeting, like towards the end of the, end of the school year and that whole issue was brought up. And one of the parents said to another parent, like you're being like a real, like, helicopter parent like in front of everybody i was
1: like those are fighting words
2: (laughs) so um yeah so that's another thing that we're looking to you know continue to solidify you know you know our our cell phone um our cell phone policy um discipline policy and then dress code like you said and these are these are things and we always say this too like you know if you even think about like what the topics we used to talk about you know on the show like it was always about like you know like these these other you know sort of so-called like (laughs) you know um higher level you know type of things and now we've come to this point where it's like okay we just really want to get a really good policy
1: yeah i just need a really good social media (laughs) policy if somebody could go ahead and throw out a good cell phone policy that's where we are (laughs) well
2: i made the joke last time i was like we should get somebody on there who like still touting the i think kids should have them and you know, all, they should have them at all times, and have like the great, you know, cell phone debate. You know, but um, <laughs> you know, the, the reality is like I think with anything, like you have to know your school climate and culture, and um,
1: right.
2: And I know that we've talked about this before. Where, where, when people highlight the different things that are going on in their climate and culture, um, it is a lot of times germane to exactly what's going on there. Like if you're, you know, your population it doesn't really necessarily match theirs. Like you can't just say, Well, I'm gonna have
1: Oh yeah.
2: you have to ride a tricycle in the school. Like yeah. if you <laughs> like, Nothing
1: is transferable like that. Nothing.
2: Yeah. Like you have to really know your yeah. school and, and and your parents, your community and stuff like that. Now, are there times where you can learn from the different things that are going out there and kind of push things forward? Absolutely. Like 100%. I, I still think that um Like even in things like that, when you look at at real school leadership and management, like you know, getting those different ideas that are out there and and looking at like what the experts with research are saying about you know about these type of things is extremely helpful. Yeah. Um, But just to to see a picture of a principal doing that and like oh I've got to do that like like I I think that's a little bit short sighted.
1: It's the rush the rush of the hashtag right now. I feel like. And it has been for a couple of years, mm-hmm. um you know this this need to jump in um and be a part of this movement, which you know most of them have wonderful, wonderful um, you know the the idea behind it is really great,
0: mm-hmm. but I think
1: you're right we're I think we're missing a lot of the deeper, which is why a lot of these conversations are you know being <clears throat> so it's so less of high level anymore, you know, we're, we're not talking about research anymore, we're not talking about these, these, um, instructional strategies, we're not, you know, everyone's kind of stuck on this surface level, um, conversation, because it's just, it's just where we are right now.
2: Yeah, 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 I think, um, you know, I I definitely see like an ebb and flow. And the other thing is like, I just don't pay as much attention to, to some of those things as well. Like it, it really has become like that echo chamber of, yeah, yeah. I'm doing great. Well, yeah, you're great. And everyone thinks you're great. And everyone right, right, kind right. of move on. It's like, yeah. I'm kind of beyond, you know, looking at that kind of stuff and looking at, yeah, exactly. Like, how am I going to get like, like systematically, how am I going to get my test scores up? Yeah. How am I going to make a, a a safe, you know, environment, you know, for students? How am I going to deal with, uh, you know, the the middle school population as it exists in in Millville? Um. Yeah. You know, how can I best serve my teachers? You know, and things like that, and honestly, sometimes that, that noise that is out there on, on social media, just it's, it's a lot of fluff with not a lot of substance. Right.
1: Right.
2: Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: Sorry. I I feel like that's what I've always really appreciated about the conversations that we are able to have between the three of us is that it's, you know what, like I'm, I am more than happy to share, to share (laughs) what went wrong, like more than happy. And I, 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 my struggle, you know, the, I think the I don't I don't know if it's gone up, but the last I heard was that you know the the life cycle of an administrator in a school is like 3 years wow. right because they just burn out yeah. but all you're seeing is how wonderful everything is and it's I mean I'm I've gone through year 3 now in two different places and through year 3 is still pretty tough yeah so if you can't make it through if you can't get through year three because you can't find this you can't find that positive you know everything is rosy and amazing that's constantly going on then why wouldn't you leave right i'm either doing something wrong or i'm in the wrong place because right. i can't do that right my my life is not like this but nobody's is and we're not sharing enough of the struggles and the that i don't want to say negativity because that's not the right word but It's not always rainbows and butterflies. It's Mm -hmm. rarely rainbows and butterflies, but that's why we take the challenge, right? It's, you know, it's for the right reasons and it's for the the good, but we have to start being okay with, especially with showing all the, I mean, look at these, these Facebook groups that are on that so many people getting their, their new, their brand new first time administrative jobs, right? We have to be realistic, (laughs) Yeah, We have to be realistic with these people because yes, it is an amazing job. It's my favorite job I've ever done and I don't ever want to leave it, but it's hard. Yeah. It's hard every day and there are positives in every day, but it's hard every day too. And we have to be okay sharing that message.
2: Yeah. You know, that whole concept of, um, resiliency is a, is a big thing, (laughs) stuff like that like it's you know it's like another some one of those new buzzwords which you know it does have some some real credibility but when i look at resiliency and i said this too before like just looking at myself looking at my administrative team looking at the staff like we as adults also have to look at the resiliency as well why does it why does it come to every time you know you can have a great september october november but then why, as a professional, are you falling apart in April? Right, you know what <laughs> right. I mean? like, it's, like it's like we're not training. If if it's like you use that marathon analogy, like you're not training for the marathon. Like you're you're training for a five k. Yeah, and even though the, the the school year is a marathon, and it's not, and it's like like we started off the show, like it's not forever. It is it is 180 days, and yep. um, you know, it starts in you know either late August or September. It goes till June, like we have to be able to, to what, like, I'm using all these analogies, but like run through the tape. And I'm, I'm finding that, that it, that for some people it gets more and more difficult, you know, and that's the kind of stuff that I want to focus on in the beginning is like, how do we, you know, h- how do we plan for a year where, you know, you know, that there are some people who just can't make it through it's, <laughs> February.
1: <laughs> it's funny you say that. So one of our one of our um she was our middle school um assistant principal now she's one of the elementary principals in the district and at the end of the year last year it was probably I don't know March or April and we were all talking about like how you know everybody's on edge by that point like we yeah. get, you know especially in in areas like you know like Michigan like Minnesota where we just don't get a lot of sunlight in the winter. Um it's hard and everyone's just in a bad mood. And she, she said, I think I need to put a reminder in my calendar for next year around like February or March that just says, nobody thinks you're funny anymore. <laughs> she said, because <laughs> all of the things that I could joke about and, you know, have conversations about in September, October, November, nobody cares in March. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. They are not like, this is not where their focus is because they're burning out. They're exhausted. Spring break hasn't hit yet. There's no sunlight you know those kind of but i i laughed so hard because it's true you hit that point every year and it's it's not just with teachers it's with kids it's with mm-hmm. other administrators right everybody hits that wall <laughs> like,
2: yeah and, and i wonder how like we could start the year off better and maybe that leads into like our next discussion about you know you know like resiliency and stuff like that like cuz like last year like i don't feel like we could have started the year off better like i um you know, I read that that post by, um, oh, man, I can't remember his name, but The Significant 72, like the, first, mm-hmm. the important the first three days. I want to say it's Greg, yes. but I can't remember. But anyways, it was super. I think he's now written a book about it. Um, super, super helpful. Um, we, did, we spent hours and hours and hours on the first three days and going over each and every aspect of our school and, and kind of farming that out period by period. And everybody did it from the counselors to the phys ed teachers to awesome security. And if you ask a lot of people, they're like, we, like at the end of the year, it's like, this is the toughest year that we've had. And it's like, Oh my goodness. Like, look at like, don't forget like how we started that out. So then a (laughs) lot of people were like, so are we starting out with the first three days this year? And I'm like, I don't know. I, because (laughs) I feel like we just, you know, we burned out after the first three days, like that's not good. Like we need to have something consistent and, um, you know, and, and, and somewhat measurable. So there's a couple of things that we're looking at, um, like in our climate and culture goals and stuff like that, about how do we, you know, h- how do we really stick to what our, you know, our overarching goal is Sure. You know, and how do we do that on a daily basis? Because and I, I, a lot of times like, um, you know, you get to this point, too, where it's like uh, it's in February. The teacher's like, you know, you, we have to have an assembly. You have to, like, get these kids back in order. And it's like, but in, a kid or a group of children are not, you're not going to undo what's been going on for 14 years right? You know, um, in a 40 minute. Right, you know, presentation or something like that. It's got to be ongoing and consistency yes. and consistent. And that's, that's the area that I want to focus on, you know, this year. So I have some different ideas. So hopefully next time, you know, we can kind of like help plot each other out on that. But like, you know, when you go through the progression of planning and I, somebody said this to me one time too, like, Man, we're all good August principles. We're all good August. Um, you know, teachers and stuff like that. But yeah, really like when it comes down to it, like where are you in April and May and June?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, I I think back to when I was teaching and I feel like, and even, I mean, even as an administrator, it gets like that too. When this, you know, and the staff comes back in the building and the kids come back that you get so pumped up all summer and the end of the year too. I remember, you know, getting excited in May about things I was going to do in September, right? Mm -hmm. Just like getting Mm -hmm. it started. You get so excited and so, so enthusiastic over the summer that you come back and it's like this huge, just bang because you can finally start implementing and start doing and all of that that has built up in the last three months. But at some point that buildup is going to exhaust you, but how do you, you don't want to pull away that enthusiasm either because that's part of the excitement of going back to school, right? For kids and teachers. So how do you, how do you average out the excitement and the enthusiasm without, without exhausting everybody by October?
2: And what you're right. And I, and I think, and, and I can only go from, you know, past experiences and seeing, you know, the different examples that are out there, but you're right. So what is the, like, what would the data say? You know, right, like, right. It, like what would the research say about having these, these, you know, tremendous openings and rolling out the red carpet, which I did one year, you know, like, <laughs> right. um, like I, I'm, on there. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm willing to try, you know, the different things, but you know, really is that what's the most important thing for your, for your climate and culture? You know, is it, yeah. is it that big, you know opening day opening week and you're right do we do we set ourselves up maybe for failure too you know by saying like you know this is the school that we're going to create and then you, you create that and then it's like is it is it difficult to to maintain that's sustainable sustainable yeah. yeah so that's i don't know that's the that's the part that I'm you know that I'm I'm fascinated with because you know i mean it's getting longer and longer but like as as a student, like, yeah, there was definitely, you know, like sort of a buzz, like the going back to school. Yeah. And stuff like that. But then it, it just became routine. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I just don't, I don't feel like, honestly, like when I reflect back on my teachers, they weren't falling apart in April and May and June. Right? They just weren't like, were not Yeah. like no. were were way more consistent. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know what's changed.
1: I don't know. I would be interested to hear some feedback, though, from people who are listening on on if they have any any thoughts on, you know, on either, you know, the school year theme or the big opening days or just, you know, getting through the marathon. What do we do other than bringing in, like, food trucks in February, right? I mean, we're, you know, realistic, like, And I'm all like, I'm all about the big stuff, but dude, we got a staff of 150 people. (laughs) I can't do that. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. We brought in coffee. We brought in. We had a. a, We have this really great, um, small little coffee shop, um, right, almost right across the street from the high school, like across the main street. So it's like a two-minute drive, and um, we've had them come in. They have a mobile espresso machine. Mm -hmm. So we've had them come in and um and do coffee for the staff but it's like $800, oh <laughs> you know goodness. what I mean? I mean, That's it's like, lot. yeah, just for one, I mean, they're, you know, they're specialty, you know, we're and we did it for teacher appreciation week. So we had a yeah. small budget for that, but, and it probably wasn't 800. It was probably like 650, but it's still, still. It's a lot of money, right? It's so, you know, trying to find ways that, and you see this all the time of these, you know, smaller schools who don't have, I didn't have a budget at St. Mary's. I didn't have anything, um, you know, try to find ways for, for, us to continue this process without the big showy everything is great because we have to acknowledge in february that everybody's tired right Mm -hmm. and that it's it's not it doesn't feel great that you know that month before spring break everyone's exhausted so how do we push through that without the fanfare
2: Yeah. And and I don't know. And that's why I want to spend, Mm -hmm. you know, the next couple of weeks really, really working on that to say, okay, so what, you know, what can we do to better prepare and equip our staff for, you know, 180 days, Mm -hmm. you know, as opposed to, you know, like you said, it's rah-rah opening, opening day, get, you know, get all the cheerleaders out and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, um and, and then just really focus on the real work, which is, you know, day in and day out, you know, connecting with kids and and getting them from one point to another. So Anyway, I don't know. It's a good good discussion. I think I, like I think um, yeah, we'll definitely, you know, continue on this and, and hopefully get a couple more in before the beginning of the school year because I think it helps like kind of process this out and
1: yeah, for you know, sure.
2: I said earlier too, like if it helps other people or like if you're listening and you wanna throw an idea or a thought, you know, certainly, you know, connect with us um hashtag principalpln or at principal and uh, you know, let us know like what you're thinking about about these topics, mm-hmm. and because um, it's we're also looking for ideas as well. We don't have all the answers.
1: No, <laughs> nope, <laughs> and we're okay with that. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly, exactly. So, um, all right, are we good?
1: Yeah, I think so.
2: All right, you want to take us out?
1: All right, Principal Pln out. Thanks for sharing in the learning with us today. Remember to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes and continue the conversation by joining the Boxer group. Links can be found at principalpln.com.
0: There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit MyFlexLearning.com B to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's MyFlexLearning.com slash B-E. Do you want to save time on prep work, increase student achievement for all of your students, reliably meet tier one standards? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com B to learn how IXL's research proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve these goals. That's IXL.com B E.